the only thing we can actually control is where we put our mind. So we get overwhelmed and that's when panic attacks happen because th there's a sense of I'm so uh, frenzied that I have, I'm unable to function and that's what a panic attack is. Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I interview thoughtful, inspiring, and influential guests who are making their mark on the world and contributing to the common good. Making your mark, big or small, is creating a legacy, and it's one of the proven ways we can age with vibrance and deep contentment. Zestful Aging Podcast is my legacy. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist and fellow Zestful Ager. Our music is courtesy of Judy Banker, who is a previous guest on Zestful Aging. Find out more at judybanker.com. And to find out more about this podcast, my web courses and other offerings, hop on over to zestfulaging.com. I know that everyone is feeling really stressed and anxious right now. We're all unsettled and feel out of control. So I created a free download for you for maintaining mental health based on my 30 years as a psychotherapist. Um, just go to zestfulaging.com and it is all yours. Well, I've got my little loyal Jack Russell Sparky right by my side. So let's begin. We have a great interview for you today, super relevant. I know I'm not the only one feeling more anxious and unsettled these days. Some of us don't know what to worry about first. <laughs> there are so many unknowns and scary things happening at the very same time. I am knitting like it is my job and I made a chocolate cake last night just to distract me. Later today, there will be a dog walk and certainly some meditation, but wow, my body has been full of tension. Um, today, we're going to talk to an expert on overcoming anxiety and becoming more peaceful. Jean Walters is the international best-selling author of the book, The Journey to Anxiety, From Anxiety to Peace, Practical Steps to Handle Fear, Embrace Struggle, and Eliminate Worry to Become Happy and Free. She's been a teacher, a transformational coach, an Akashic. Akashic? Is that, <laughs> how, how do you say that, Jean? Akashic. Akashic, a record reader in St. Louis for over 40 years and a prolific writer and presenter. And she helps people to shift their mindsets in the direction of more peace. Amen on that. Welcome to the show, Jean. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nicole. <laughs> oh boy, do we need your help right now. You know, it's just, I have sessions, you know, with my clients. And it literally, you know, we laugh a little bit like, well, where do we start? Because we only have 45 minutes and we've got, you know, we've got COVID, we've got politics, we've got their personal, you know, struggles. And we're, we're sort of in a triage situation. Like what's, what's the worst right now? And then we'll work it from there. Um, I, I'm so happy to have you on. And I guess the first question is, you know, what inspired you to write a book on 
on overcoming anxiety? Well, I'd be happy to answer that question, but let me address the first thing you said here, and that is if we uh, look at all of those various issues, we might find out that the main thing that we have to do is learn to control where we put our mind. Because, uh, if, you know, we're, we're, if, if they're trying to take in all of that at once, what they're doing is creating a lot of mental anxiety. And when the mind is anxious, the body's anxious and everything else is anxious. So we might start there. But what really got me motivated was when I was a, a child and my mother was uh, such a nervous wreck and she was so fear-based. And in in talking to people over the years, I find out that every a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people had that same mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what happened was um, she would just be so nervous she could never stop moving and she was uh, just would saw fear in everything. So I could accuse her of if she had a hangnail, she could make cancer out of it. Oh, so yeah, it was hard worry. watching we would her. Call worry wart. Uh, such a worry wart. It was hard watching her, and it was hard. The, the The fact that she had an influence on the whole family was hard to see, too. But that was the thing that I was, as a young child, I was constantly trying to talk her out of being upset, oh. <laughs> which, of course, worked out very well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that did, the, the whole logical against anxiety doesn't really work, does yeah. it? No, but the thing is, that I walked away with is realizing that I'm in charge of me and I have to find my own way that I will. In fact, I made a very strong commitment when I was a young child that I was going to find another way to live because I refuse to live in a state of worry the way she did. And I, I just saw the health consequences to that and just how she was miserable. And I think mm. people really are miserable when they when they let their mind run them and their their mind they don't they don't pull it in they don't garner it and say this is where I'm going to focus today and one of the quickest ways to just move beyond anxiety is just to be grateful Mm -hmm. I mean it's the simplest thing ever but Mm -hmm. everyone that is going to be listening to this uh, broadcast has a million different things to be grateful for Mm -hmm. and the thing that happens when we shift and it's a shift our mind into gratitude we cannot have fear and love at the same time we cannot have fear and gratitude at the same time because gratitude is a form of love so when we shift into how grateful I am we were just talking about the beautiful sunshine mm-hmm. and um, I'm so grateful and uh, we are I have a home and I have a family and there's so many things to be grateful for and each one of us has a huge list and so when we shift to that, we cannot possibly hold on to fear. But the other part of that is we really need to fo- recognize where we're putting our attention. Like mm-hmm. I'm noticing that there's an awful lot of violent TV shows, and especially since you're garnered at home more. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's a lot of violence. And then if we're constantly putting that in our mind, then it's going to affect our body, our outlook, you know, the way we pursue life and um, our motivation and everything. So we really have to be careful. You know, think of the mind as a jewel that you, you really want to take care of it. And yet most people just sort of let it 
drag them around. I see. So they're not in charge. It's like, it, it almost sounds like you're saying that you have to kind of manage this yes. mind that has a life of its own and, yes. and, and, and will naturally go to things that aren't necessarily beneficial. Well, there's a saying that the mind is a wonderful servant, but it's a terrible master. Uh-huh. And I think everything is in that statement that it, we can, you know, when we use it as a servant, I, you know, see, I want to figure out this problem and I want to work out the, you know, my next step. That can be a, a great thing. But when we're letting it tell us mm-hmm. what we want to be doing or I need another drink today or the only way I'm going to manage my anxiety is if I, you know, take a drug or something, that's the mind managing you. And, mm-hmm. and that is never going to work out well for anybody. So we need to become conscious, first of all, that what, what's going on within our mind and then, and then to just direct it where we want it to be. What we focus on increases. And so mm-hmm. if we focus on the expansiveness of life and all the opportunities that are available to us and we begin to move forward with any of those, you know, we will come out ahead. We will we will find our way through any um, chaos or, or quagmire. We will find our way through. You know, what's interesting, Jean, is I'm, I'm hearing you. And of course, you know, you and I are really on the same page in terms of living with intention cool. and, and all of this. But what I think is so interesting is this mindset shift affects every single thing we do. Yet nobody yes. teaches this in like, uh, you know, here's a skill here. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you learn to write and, 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 and do math and, and play, you know, whatever yeah. in elementary school. This is how you play soccer or whatever but we're not taught how to think Mm -hmm. or manage our brain that's right that's right and it it is so true and yet what what is more important than managing your mind so Mm -hmm. i i have actually met some kindergarten teachers who take you know i don't know it's like 10 minutes or 15 minutes a day with their students and they sit quietly in a circle and they just contemplate a flower or they mm. contemplate something they they contemplate something that's very uh, soft and 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 quiet and they teach their students how to move into like a meditative state they call it quiet time mm-hmm. which is then legitimate and so um, I think that that's a wonderful thing if we could incorporate more of that nature into our school systems it would be a practical skill that they could take in their life forever and ever, you know? Absolutely. And I know I'm aware of some research that um, in Oakland, California, that instead of giving the kids, um, you know, if they're having some problems with behavior, instead of giving them detention, they teach them meditation or quiet time. And boy, has that been successful. Yeah. Because we really, as, as we need it, we, we, we essentially crave it. We mm-hmm. want we want to connect to something deeper within ourselves, and we can't do it if we're always looking out at the world mm-hmm. and uh, letting the world tell us what to be concerned about. We have to spend some time in our soul, and we have to spend some time to to just really connect with that which is deeper. And that's what really moving from anxiety to peace is all about. In the book, I have a lot of different practices that can be done that will facilitate that. But mainly, we have to recognize that we have a tool that we can use well, the mind, mm-hmm. or 
it, we can let it run us all over the place mm-hmm. and kind of that's what my mother did by the way i mean she just allowed her fear-based thoughts to just run her all over and then that really harmed her a lot and basically it had an effect on every one of us I can I can see that. You know, I was just having a conversation with a client who said, um, I am seeing that I keep refreshing this business about uh, the election results. Mm-hmm. And I know it's bad for me, but I also need to be uh, knowledgeable and I need to be sort of prepared for what might happen. Mm-hmm. What do you say to people who say, listen, I just can't live blissfully in my, you know, kind of contemplating my navel or a flower because, you know, important big things are happening out there. <laughs> That's very <laughs> cute. <laughs> what they can do is contemplate peace. They don't have to contemplate their navel at all, <laughs> but they can contemplate peace and mm. they can, when they look through the eyes of peace, when they look through the consciousness of peace, they can see that all of this is going to work its way out and they actually have no more power to do anything about the election at this point than to just wait and see what the results are going to be. So mm-hmm. to, to think that they have to constantly be tuned into it is a misnomer. I see. I see. It's almost an illusion, right? Exactly. Of power. It's like if I if I keep refreshing this and I'm up to date on every moment, somehow I have some weird influence or I have some control over my world. And unfortunately, I think the reality and we're really seeing this is that the big things, the, you know, we have very little influence over. Yeah. The uh, the other thing you talk about in your book, which I find really interesting, and I wonder if you could speak about is victimhood. Oh, yes. Uh, Don't we just love victimhood in our country? (laughs) 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 <laughs> I mean, we have a professional victim right oh my now. Goodness, that yes. Yep. Well, and I think all of us have a little bit of that. And so we want to catch on, catch ourselves in the middle of that and, and make a correction. But victimhood keeps us small. And victimhood uh, keeps us in a fear-based mentality. And so it also tells us that we're helpless and we have no power, etc. And so, but again, that's another illusion because we always have power. We always have the ability to shift and shifting is what this is all about. But we have been trained in many ways like, oh, you poor thing. Oh, how awful that is. And like, oh, you must be hurting so bad. And so we, there's a lot of reinforcement of that. You know, we talk about the people that need our help and the food banks and so and all of that's legitimate. But I think that we let it override the other part of us that, that sees possibility that recognizes that whatever it is that we're wanting, whatever it is we're willing to work toward, we can have. We can move toward that. There's always an action to take. I love mm. the story of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I love that story because he started out in Austria with nothing and decided that he wanted to be an American cowboy, a movie star. And um, yeah. I did not. I don't know this story. Yes. And he, he would you know, pull himself up on tree branches and lift rocks and and begin to build his physique. He found this magazine on bodybuilding and he decided, I'm going to be Mr. Universe. And he knew that was going to be a step in the direction that he wanted to go. And so he just started building his body up and entering contests. And he became the youngest Mr. Universe. And then from there, it's like he 
he found ways of sponsors and so forth to come to the United States. And little by little, you know, he had to clean up his accent. He had to learn good English. You know, he had to take some acting classes. But little by little, he found the right people, the right opportunities, the right sponsors, and he became a movie star. And everyone said to him, it won't work. It can't happen. It's not going to happen. Give it up. And he said, every time he heard that, he'd say, it's going to happen. It's it's going to happen. It's possible. And so he would he would take their words and reverse them. And I feel mm-hmm. like we need to do that. We need to do more of that. We need to recognize that we're the only ones that can say it can't happen. We're the only ones that can say that it's not possible. And when we decide, no, there's a way. If Arnold Schwarzenegger can do mm-hmm. that, then I can do something comparable. You know, <laughs> Jim Carrey has a similar story he Indeed. tells. Yes. Yes, about uh, being a nobody. And I think he went up on this ridge in Hollywood and looked over and said, you know, I will be, um, you know, I will be a star and I will succeed. And he had a lot of um, confidence in that. And not that it was magic, but that he was going to maintain that belief and mindset. Yeah. That's right, and he wrote himself a check for seven million dollars for uh, oh. for uh, services rendered. <laughs> and you know, oh, I see, right? Yeah, That's and right. so every That's time he opened his wallet, he saw that check there. So it constantly reinforced this idea that I'm going to make it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make a movie for seven million dollars. Of course, he did that, and he went beyond that. Beyond. But, but that gives you the idea of how important the mind is, and how we can use it as a tool and an instrument, or we can let it say, oh, well, it's not going to work for you. You're a victim. You know, mm-hmm. you have poor Nothing parents. Nothing ever good happens to you. Yeah. Look at this and that. Are there things in particular, Jean, that you do to uh, reinforce this idea that possibilities are waiting for you? Yes, I listen. <laughs> Every day I meditate. It's, it's really my quality time with myself. And not to say that my life isn't quality. It certainly is. But I, listen, I meditate in the morning and I, and I do some, uh, usually I do a, a little bit of positive reading. I, I like to read about the masters. And then I meditate and I just ask you know, next step, you know, what's my new direction or what is, what is it most important right now? But I get a lot of inspiration that way. And I write a lot when that, when I do that time too. So it's a really important time for me, but I feel like everybody can do something like that. If it's, if they're walking and they're letting themselves listen while they walk or if they just play some really soft music and let themselves relax mm-hmm. for five to ten minutes, and just in time they'll they'll be able to go deeper into themselves, and then they'll be able to get that inspiration they need. The our intuition is always working, and oftentimes I, people will tell me, "Well, I ignored it," and I will, "Whoa, <laughs> you ah. paid a price for that, didn't you?" <laughs> you know, and they, "Yeah, I did pay a price for that." So our intuitive voice is always active, and when we start paying attention to it, we get all kinds of great ideas and the next step and who to call and so forth. So I always keep notes when I meditate because I get a lot of that, and uh, and I did already this morning, which I will be following up on. So, 
so it's I, it's just invaluable such a source you i think you're talking about you know switching from our environment as a source of guidance mm-hmm. and and information and direction to our our internal mm-hmm. wisdom That's is right. that is that right exactly instead of looking out all the time mm. look in you know i think it was um gandhi who said you don't solve a problem from the level of the problem or was it uh-huh. einstein i don't know one of those great guys yes <laughs> great guys <laughs> and that means you know you one of the things i have in my book is is to imagine you're at the top of the mountain and now you're looking at your problem issue whatever it is and then stay in that higher energy because you can see more objectively than if you remove blame and you know and criticism and and judgment and just see the situation you're in from a higher dimension you'll be able to go Mm. okay I know what I need to do next I see so you're not stuck in it no you 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 always want to address the issue from another place from a different dimension I think the Dalai Lama teaches the very same thing. You look at things from different points of view, and, and when you do that, you begin to understand the issue more more fully, but you also are guided toward what needs to happen next. Wow. Wow. That's really helpful. Hey, lovely listeners, I have something really special to share with you. I recently interviewed Dr. Elise Bailu, who is the founder of Mindfulness in May. Every May, thousands of people worldwide join the program featuring the world's best experts and build mental resilience through committing to 10 minutes of meditation per day, while also raising funds to address the world's most urgent global issues. Over the last eight years, Mindful in May has taught over 40,000 people to meditate while raising $800,000 to bring clean, safe drinking water to the developing world. Well, I'm going to give out five free registrations for Mindful in May to the listeners of Zestful Aging who write the most descriptive and original five-star review of Zestful Aging on whatever platform you use to listen. And after you rate the show, please copy and paste your review and send it to me at ZestfulAging.com with instructions on how to contact you. The contest ends April 30th, and I'll be joining the program in May, and I can't wait. And please check out mindfulinmay.org. It's really special. Look for Elise Bailu's episode coming soon. Now, back to the show. You know, people are, as you well know, experiencing huge levels of uh, mental health mm. issues right now, yes. huge levels of anxiety. And, you know, as a psychotherapist, I can tell you that, you know, there's just no people are booked. My colleagues are booked. We just can't take any more clients because mm-hmm. there's such a everybody is needing some help. Right. And one of the things that we're hearing, of course, is people having panic, panic mm-hmm. attacks, huge anxiety, huge, of course, unknown things are not, you know, we have these losses that are ambiguous. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't even know what the holidays are going to look like. Um, talk a little bit about how a person can uh, deal with 
actual panic and panic Certainly. attacks, please? Certainly. Certainly. That's a great question. But the, the truth of the matter is that the panic attacks always start in the mind. So what happens is people become overwhelmed. So they're like you're saying, oh, we're dealing with COVID. And we're really not. I'm healthy. You're healthy. You know, mm-hmm. and until we're faced with something, you know, we're not dealing with it. You know, you, we already have the protocol. So um, so the mind will go all over the place and it'll go in the past and in the future. and It'll probably solve everything. And one of the big things that we love to imagine that we can do is control. And of course, we can't. You know, <laughs> the only thing we can actually control is where we put our mind. So we get overwhelmed. And that's when panic attacks happen because there's a sense of I'm so uh, frenzied that mm-hmm. I have I'm unable to function and that's what mm-hmm. a panic attack is so Being what taken over by that feeling of loss of control right and then one the thing that you have to do is bring yourself to the present moment in this present moment there is no covis in this present moment the election's already done in this present moment all I have to deal with is this moment where I am what I'm doing and to become very tactile in the moment is going to be helpful for instance you want to be able to feel the chair that you're sitting on Mm -hmm. and describe it like what the texture of the chair is and you want to feel the floor under your feet and Mm -hmm. what does that feel like to you and you're so you're bringing yourself back into this present moment you can do it by breathing you know and then recognize that your job right now is to stay fully in the present and not go off into the future so one one of the things that I've noticed with my clients is the first thing I tell them when they call out of control and panicky is turn off the television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just doing that one thing, just get, stop the media for now. Mm-hmm. Just stop it. You don't need it. And then that immediately helps them get more present with themselves. But we have to, we're, we're in a culture where people are always running ahead and figuring out next month and Christmas and whatever. And we don't need to do that right now. If you want to think about Christmas and go buy a present or something, but, but don't get crazy with it because right now, what is it in the Bible says something like today, deal with today's issues today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's the great advice. And when people are panicked, they are not present and that's the they're big... in the future yeah. imagining the catastrophes that are gonna uh, befall and I I think that's so right and I know in trauma treatment people actually are kind of leaving their bodies and mm-hmm. the idea is to Im- get back in your body with exactly the tools you're describing mm-hmm. I feel my legs on the chair I feel yeah. my feet on the floor I feel that I can smell the you know the air whatever, whatever. The, yeah the air it's chilly I'm a little hungry I'm there whatever is bringing yourself back in the body yeah. so your brain isn't off on this journey of of fear and they also stop breathing you know they, mm. they and so mm. just to even start consciously breathing mm. will help you know tremendously to get them grounded again oh, that's great great advice great advice um you know you you also talk about the purpose of anxiety mm-hmm. yeah what are you what are you thinking about that well the thing about it the anxiety it does have a purpose for instance in in certain situations like let's say i'm in a job that i hate 
And uh, every day I go and I have a stomach ache and I just really, I have a headache and I just, just dread going. That There's anxiety there. That particular kind of anxiety is saying, you are in the wrong job. You oh, need to do something different. You know, and, and we many times people will let that build until they become ill. And uh, also, there's a sense of like the victimhood comes in here, like, but uh, I'm making more money here than I ever did. But it, it doesn't compensate. It doesn't compensate. So another way that anxiety will show itself is through being in a relationship that's finished. It's over. It's done. It, 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 it's, it's sort of completed itself. And yet many times people will stay in a relationship that's harmful to them. And, and then, you know, but they have all these rational reasons why it's important to mm. do that. But, mm-hmm. but they don't, they're not looking at the fact that they're being harmed by just staying in a relationship that is no, that not only is no longer enriching, but it's also decreasing their, their energy and their appreciation for life. So these are ways that we can spot uh, anxiety as a messenger, if you will, mm-hmm. to say, you know what? There's a reason why anxiety, we have anxiety. Like I was saying before, we're either all over the place and overwhelmed or we're in a situation that's no longer working for us. And and I tell people this all the time. If you don't leave that situation, it's going to leave you. So you get to make a choice. And, and what happens is oftentimes they're fired from the job. You know, they're downsized or whatever. Because it it's finished, it's over, and they needed to move on, and they wouldn't do it. So something had to, the universe had to step mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. <laughs> and go, okay, we're taking care of this. So- oh, I see, I see. So t- talk a little bit the, uh, about the Akashic uh, reading. Yeah. I, I am not familiar with this, but it sounds like you have been really doing this for a long, long time. What What is it all about? Well, um, yes, Akasha, first of all, is a Sanskrit word, mm. the oldest language, and it means that substance, that energy in which we live, breathe, and have our being. And you might say this, that there is whatever, every thought, every action you've ever taken is recorded. And so it's not a recording like a CD, but it's a mm-hmm. recording like in an energy form. And so when you can train your mind to a degree that you can move back and ask these kind of questions like, what is a, a significant lifetime for me? Or why did this particular circumstance happen? You know, what's what's the reasoning behind it? What happened? What's the cause for this effect? If you're quiet and allow yourself to be able to receive that deep energy, you will be, I, I, in this case, would be able to relay the information that comes. What happens with an Akashic reading is healing because it puts reason behind things that seemingly don't have reason. And yet when we look at things, again, from that higher level, top of the mountain, you know, we can see that there's, uh, there's causes for every action, there's causes for every event. And then we can see more clearly why there, what the blessing is in that event. And, mm-hmm. and I personally believe there's a blessing in every event. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we don't, we're not used to uh, treating it that way. And once we learn how to treat it that way, we can begin to see from a higher level and become much more objective about life and much less reactive. 
Does that wow. make sense? Yeah, it sounds really lovely, actually. So what's the process when you're reading mm -hmm. for somebody? What what does that actually look like? Well, what I what I need to do when I read for someone is I need to make a connection to that person. So in order to do that, and it's an energetic connection. So in order to do that, I take their full name and birthday. Now that segues that them different from anyone else. So I can connect with that energy known as joe smith and you know his birthday and mm -hmm. um and then and then once i have that connection which happens pretty instantaneously once i have that information then you know i can just start describing everything that i see for them i like people to have some kind of an idea of what they're trying to achieve with a reading because that that allows my mind to go toward their intention and then it it basically makes things much more simple and much more straightforward. Mm -hmm. So I mean, so the purpose for me to do readings is to help them move or shift into a higher place, into a a more um, stable, you know, consciousness mm -hmm. where they can actually begin to grow and move and and understand and let go of fear. Because we don't need to live in fear. That's never going to help us in any way. Mm. That is, it's, it is very um, limiting and, you know, it, it, it paralyzing, right? It if we're is. so fearful, we can't really make any changes yes. that are important to us or our world. That's right. And so and that's why, you know, the, the leaders become people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who, who refused to say no, who refused mm -hmm. to accept no. And so those, when we look at our great leaders, and I mean great leaders like Gandhi and mm -hmm. Martin Luther King and yes. uh, Bishop Tutu and the Dalai Lama and Nelson Mandela, these people just went ahead anyway. They didn't stop because it was going to be hard or you know, mm -hmm. they, they may not be successful. They just did it anyway. And John I, Lewis. yes. Yep. And, and that's what I propose that in our deepest spirit, that's who we are in our deepest spirit. That's exactly who we are. Find your goal, find your passion and move toward it. It doesn't mean you have to be a famous anything. It means that you're accomplishing your purpose for being hanging out on the earth. <laughs> I love that. What's the experience like for you, Jean, when you are do doing a reading? Is it something that just sort of feels like a download for you? Um, or yeah. ha ha does it come through your body? Or what? What's, it, it what comes, does it feel? It, 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 we all hear about the sixth sense, you know, the yes. the psychic sense or the intuitive sense. It comes that way, but it comes, it, it's in color, it's in um it's in words, it's in I'm a, like a movie. And for me, what, what I do to make sure that I'm ready that for that is I remove myself. I, I, Jean gets out of the way because mm. I, I want this to be clean and pure. And that means that um, I cannot, there's no filtering and it's straightforward. So I tell people, no matter what comes through, I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. Mm. And so, you know, don't ask for a reading if you think you have to be a princess or, or you know, <laughs> or a movie or some star. exalted being. You know, uh, <laughs> I love that. I love that because that's yes. wonderful. And you do these remotely so people yeah. can uh, contact you and say, "I would like a reading." Yeah, as long mm. as I have their full name and birthday, it that gives me a clean connection. 
And then, um, mm. you know, then that combined with their intention to have the reading, that gives me a, a clean connection. And then I can, it doesn't matter where they are because we're all living in one energy. And mm-hmm. so whether you're in Timbuktu or, mm-hmm. or sitting next to me, it, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. How is it for you after you do a reading? Is there any sense of uh, fatigue or like, do you have to sort of rest or rejuvenate your own self? Well, the only thing I would say, and it's probably very much like you doing sessions one after the other, there's only a a certain number of sessions that you can do and you're tired, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's the same thing. It's it's just I'm focusing in a different place than where you would be focusing in your session. Mm -hmm. But it's still, it takes concentration and it takes um, holding my mind in a certain place. So the fatigue that would come from just just doing that just yes disciplining your yourself yeah. and and maintaining a, a i guess an open vessel in yes, a sense that's that's exactly right so it's not draining in any other way but, but there's just you know just the fact that you're using your mind it's work yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's work. work that's great <laughs> i love i love uh how different these um, perspectives are then you know many of us are really just joking and I'm hearing this from clients you know refresh 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 (laughs) you know how many how many electoral votes and where are we at and how many COVID and it really just and uh, how does that change your life to know that right right (laughs) how can I be fully present and and utilize my talents and my gifts to, to contribute yeah, that's lovely. Um, Jean, I would like to pass along to our audience where they can find out more about you because I suspect they will be very interested. Well, you know, I would love to, I would love to share with them. And, and uh, I, this particular book, The Journey from Anxiety to Peace, I would if they mention to me that they heard the show, I will mm-hmm. send them three chapters of the book. But in order wow. to get in touch with me, first of all, my website is spiritualtransformation.com. Mm-hmm. And my email address is jean, J-E-A-N, at spiritualtransformation.com. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if they would like, like to um, send me an email and let me know that they're interested in the book, I would be happy mm-hmm. to send them three chapters. Perfect. And they can mention zestful aging. Yes. Yes. That's lovely. Oh, it's so, it's so wonderful. I knew that you would be a great guest uh, in these turbulent times and so helpful to hear, you know, your perspective and Mm -hmm. how this is about being intentional and and using your mind is a wonderful tool it is but boy when you let it run the show yeah it goes into some really dark alleys yes, and, right. <laughs> you know and and we're in such an, a wonderful transformative time right now mm. because people are being they have to be spend more time alone there's a reason for that we really are being guided to be more introspective right now mm-hmm. and when we do that we're going to connect in a deeper way to spirit and so and, and there's many blessings that are occurring right now we're, we're kind of restructuring and rebooting our whole world right now that is so true so nothing is the same. That's right. And we should mm-hmm. applaud that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's been wonderful speaking with you. And I so Thank appreciate you so your perspective. And I, I think 
all we we all need some healing and um yes. you're reminding me of some things that i've done in the past that have fallen by the wayside and uh, i'm going to get out my journal and uh-huh. do a little you Very know good. i'm all I'm, I'm one for quiet time anyway yeah. but i you know i i could i could kind of do a little bit more of that just yeah. like everybody right well and you know doing the work that you do you need it mm-hmm. you yeah. need it we all For do, sure. but but Absolutely. but you you are dealing with people's psyche and and you need it. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's I think really that's helpful. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I do other things that are really intentionally about like you know I have dogs I yeah. walk I hike I play tennis I knit you know I do things that are sort of counterbalancing a yeah. lot of the sorrow, but boy, you know what you're talking about is is fundamentally important wonderful good health yeah thank you so much oh thank you so much nicole i really enjoyed it thank you Hey everyone, I wanted to tell you about a powerful new tool that supports your mental and emotional health in what are extremely trying times. And you may remember that I've been a psychotherapist for 30 years and I'm always a little suspicious of products that claim to help us feel less anxious, depressed, or worried. But then I was introduced to a new kind of app called Cope Notes, and I have become a big fan. Cope Notes was developed by a guy who spent a lot of his life trying to figure out what might help support him through his own weekly psychotherapy sessions. Cope Notes is an app that gives you random texts through the day to break through some of the negative messages that might be repeating in your head. It's well-researched and has been a adopted by many mental health facilities. I highly recommend it. I think we can all use a little support right now. So check out copenotes.com forward slash zestful. I will receive a small portion of those proceeds. Um, And I'd love to hear your feedback about how it works for you. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share it with some of your friends. I love to hear from my listeners. Send me an email at NicoleChristina.com. It's no secret that everyone's feeling pretty restless and unsettled right now. Our lives are upside down and the future is feeling pretty uncertain. But if you're anything like me, organizing my stuff can help me feel a little calmer. It's something I can do to help me feel a little more in control and in charge of my own life. If you think decluttering could help you feel better and you could use a little assistance with that, check out the online course I've developed with professional organizer and designer, Carrie Luteran. It's called Too Much Stuff. And too much stuff is different from other courses or articles or guidance you may have used. We give you clear steps to deal with the clutter and the tools to help you face the overwhelming feelings and the emotions that come up when we're going through our clutter. And a lot of those emotions are just feeling anxious or guilty or just basically flooded with a lot of different 
confusing feelings. The course is really practical. It's realistic. The lessons are short and punchy, and they're really manageable. We're not trying to set you up for some long exploratory you know, super in-depth, burdensome experience. We want something really helpful for you right now. We all need help with our anxiety. So being surrounded by more calm and less chaos can really help. So now's a good time to clear out the clutter so we can focus on what's really important in our lives. So find out more at zestfulaging.com. You'll see more about this under the web courses tab. If you have any questions, just shoot me an email at zestfulaging at gmail.com. Thanks so much. And stay tuned next week for another interview with a fascinating and inspiring guest. (laughs) 